Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer and this is episode 25. Okay, so life update. There's not mm, too much going on here. Uh, there's really nothing, well, I was going to say there's nothing new with the job, but there's there's nothing new when it comes to me, at least. There are some definite changes going on, but um, they don't affect me directly. Well, not yet, anyway. Um, yeah, so pretty much a few people kind of saw the writing on the wall knew the intentions of the upcoming layoffs and decided to take their fate into their own hands and um, left. So yeah, so that when I got into work, it was it was only a three day week because um, we had the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday on Monday, and then I don't work on Fridays. So, you know, Tuesday, when I got into work, it was just chaos. I mean, people were very unsettled um you know the, the the feeling the morale it wasn't good so we had you know resignations we had an unexpected um termination we had some job shifts so like tuesday was just kind of a blur it was a very emotional day um, like I said, just really unsettled uh, across the company. I think everybody was just kind of feeling like, oh, like what next, you know? So, uh, but by Thursday, um, after I'd kind of had some time to sort of process it, I, I spoke to my boss um, and I just, you know, I kind of, we talked about everything and I just kind of told them like how I was feeling, you know, how unsettled I was, you know, just that kind of pit in the stomach feeling. And after talking to him, I I felt better. Uh, I kind of realized that, you know, these changes were unexpected and I was sad about some of them, sad to see some of the people go, but it it needed to happen. You know, all of um, all of the things that they're doing with the layoffs and stuff like that, uh, you know, it's to make the company more efficient, basically. So whether it's going to happen with layoffs or resignations or job shifts or whatever, um, in the end, I really do feel like it's going to be a, a, you know, a better company, a stronger company, you know, like we've been knocked down, but we have to rebuild, you know, we kind of learned our, from our mistakes, you know, so like we see where the weaknesses were, where maybe there wasn't as much you know, loyalty or commitment to the company as we thought. So now when we rebuild, you know, we can do it stronger, you know like the $6 million man, you know, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Anyone under the age of 40 will not get that reference. And that's okay, because it, from what I remember, it wasn't that great of a show. Guys, I'm old. I don't know what to tell you. TV recommendations. I stumbled across a series on Netflix. It's a limited series. It's called Pretend It's a City. Oh, I, I 
had no interest in this. And I, you know how Netflix and you turn it on, will just start playing something, you know, like a preview of something at like volumes way higher than your TV is currently set at. So I kind of saw like this preview of it and I was like, what, what is, who is, what? Anyway, it's a very simple premise. It's just basically Martin Scorsese interviewing Fran Lebowitz. I don't know. Well, I know now, but I did not know who Fran Lebowitz was. She's, I guess, known as a humorist. I, again, don't, I don't know what that is. She became um, known or famous. She was an author in the 70s and 80s, and she published two really successful books, both of which are kind of like a collection of essays. And she stopped writing sometime in the 80s because, according to her, she got like this severe case of writer's block. And then since then, she's just kind of been like a public speaker. And boy, can she speak. Again, I, I didn't know who she was, but just from like the the Netflix preview, she was so interesting. I just figured, uh, you know, I'll watch one episode. You know, they're, they were like, they're like a half an hour. And if I don't like it, I'll just find something else to watch. Seven episodes later, because that's right, I did binge it. I couldn't stop watching it. Like I said, seven episodes, they're about 30 minutes each. And it's good. She, Fran Lebowitz, she is wicked smart. She is funny. She has an opinion on just about anything that you could think to ask her. She's interesting. I mean, I just found myself completely fascinated by her story and her opinions. I I really enjoyed it. It it surprised me. I wasn't really, I didn't know what to expect from it. But if that's, you know, that sounds at all interesting to you, check it out. And then the other show that I've been watching, the whole reason why I went to Netflix to begin with, and then got sidetracked by uh, Miss Leibowitz, um, season five of The Magicians is finally available on Netflix. I have been waiting months <laughs> for this season to come on. I've been watching The Magicians from the beginning um, when it was on sci-fi. It, it is, you know, like all five seasons are now on Netflix. It ended with season five, I, which makes me very sad because I really love the show. And if you don't know what it is, if you've never heard of it, The best way I can describe it, it's kind of like Harry Potter for adults, right? It's like a group of, starts as a group of college kids. They uh, go to like this um, magician's college called Break Bells. And then, you know, the story kind of continues from there. I love this show. I think it is so good. Um, So before I, because it's been so long, you know, since you know, waiting for season five to come on Netflix. I actually went back and rewatched season four just to kind of catch up and remind myself because I knew that there was probably stuff that I had forgotten. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I loved it even more. And I cried just as hard at the season four finale as I did the first time I watched it. I mean, I was just a puddle. <laughs> It, it's so good. I, I just started season five. I am enjoying it. I don't want to binge it because I know like this is it. When it's done, it's done. So I'm just kind of taking my time with it. I'm only, 
I think I'm only two episodes in, but it is good. Um, but if that sounds like something you'd like, Harry Potter for adults, it, I loved it. I think it's great. It's called The Magicians. It's on Netflix. Podcast recommendations. I'm not sure how I heard about this one. I think it may have been Karen from My Favorite Murder. I think she mentioned it, maybe Georgia, but I think it was Karen because this seems like more her thing. It's called One Strange Thing. It's a weekly podcast, which is the story of normal, no, it's normal people telling the story that would otherwise be unremarkable except for one strange element. So it's not exactly supernatural, not exactly true crime. It's kind of like like real life with a twist. It's fairly new. Uh, I think there's maybe 10, 12 episodes out so far. They're short, but usually around 30 minutes. And again, because it's not a serial, you can just kind of skim through, you know, the episode descriptions and just listen to whichever one seems interesting to you. There was another, <laughs> I started, as I said, I have been on the hunt for uh, new podcasts. Um, and so I kind of stumbled across one, uh, gosh, this week has been so weird. Um, I think it was last weekend. And I started listening to it and it seemed like it would be like an interesting premise. Again, I think it was, um, well, I know it, it's about a, a, a girl who gets involved in what appears to be like a um, like a Bible school, basically, um, but act in actuality is a cult. So her family, the family that she's in, is you know, very religious. She was raised in the church. You know, her parents are, are very devout, her sister as well. And um, so when she kind of gets involved with this group, like they are not, there's no red flags coming up. And it's not until she's like, very deep in that the parents kind of have to realize like, oh, this isn't what we thought it was. You know, she's she's not safe here. She's actually in real danger. So the premise of it and like the first couple of episodes started out great. And then it kind of took like a very fast downward turn. And I, I actually didn't... Um, finish it. I, I only got like four episodes in. <laughs> now, when I tell you why, <laughs> hopefully you won't think less of me, but I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'll, just, I'll tell you why. Um, so the sister, uh, in the first episode, it's like mostly background on, on the cult organization. And then like the Second episode, I believe, is like mostly the parents, um, you know, kind of telling the story of the the girl who gets involved in the cult and like her upbringing and, and whatever. The third episode is uh, the sister. And the sister, this is like one of my pet peeves. I mean, you guys probably have already picked up on this. I, I am, I have like a language pet peeve. So like mispronunciation of words or, you know, using words incorrectly or whatever, it, it just annoys me, right? But I also realized in watching and listening to this episode, that there's something else that annoys me just as much. And it's like fake swearing. Now, <laughs> maybe you don't know what this is, but, and I 
if you do this, I'm sorry that it annoys me. It's not you, it's me. Um, so if you're one of those people who doesn't swear, okay, that's fine. That's great. You know, whatever. I do happen to swear. I actually love the F word. I use it quite a bit. The only reason I don't use it on this podcast is because my mom listens. Hi, mom. Love you. But in real life, I use it all the time. I mean, not, you know, I I know my audience, so I'm not like dropping F-bombs at work. But, you know, my best friend and I on the phone, you know, we sound like truckers when we talk. I, I don't hold back. So if you choose not to swear or whatever, for whatever reason, you don't get to say things like mother trucker, right? Just don't. And she kept using these made up swear words. Like, girl, if you don't swear, fine. You you know, you don't have to punctuate things with fake words. <laughs> so I got so annoyed, I couldn't listen to it. I, I didn't listen to her episode. I tried to listen to episode four. She came back on. I shut it off and I never went back. So <laughs> if you don't swear, just don't swear. You don't get to make up swear words. All right. Now that you are all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So this week, I had a phone conversation with sister number three, and it was long. <laughs> I've told you guys I have talked many a phone battery dead. I'd like to talk, obviously. But I particularly like talking to sister number three because we kind of talk about everything. You know, we talk about what's going on with us and, you know, current events, what's going on with the world, celebrities, what we're watching on TV, if we've seen a good movie recently, you know, basically this podcast, but a much longer, more interactive version. So at some point in the conversation, we started talking about sleeping. I think I probably mentioned to her that I've been having, you know, trouble sleeping. I told you guys last week, I've been having some trouble sleeping. And I told her that the other night I woke up and I realized I was in the middle of the bed. Now, this may not seem like a big deal, but it was to me because I don't do this. I stick to my side of the bed. That's one of the reasons why, you know, I don't mind making my bed every morning because literally like all I have to do is just kind of pull up that one corner and it's done. Like, I can make my bed in like 10 seconds. Well, that's one of the reasons why I make my bed. The other is because that's what my mom taught me to do. Side note, if you're not making your bed every day, start doing it. Because there is almost nothing better than coming back into your bedroom every night and seeing like this beautifully made bed. You know, it's just, it's inviting. You just want to snuggle into it. It's it's almost like walking into a hotel room, you know, if the rest of your life feels a little bit messy or chaotic, at least your bedroom, you know, your, your sanctuary will feel peaceful and welcoming. Just make your bed. <laughs> anyway, back to sleeping in the middle of the bed. 
when I woke up and I realized I was in the middle, it startled me a little bit. Like, you know, what, what, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. And the reason I think that it startled me was because between the years that I was married and the years I was in the relationship with my ex-boyfriend, I have actually spent more time sharing a bed with someone than I have alone. So even though my last relationship ended more than a year and a half ago, I have still kind of stayed on my side of the bed. You know, I'm not sure why. I, habit? Wishful thinking? I, I don't know. <laughs> so that night, after wrapping up the several hour conversation that I had with sister number three, when I got into bed, I purposely went to the opposite side and I stretched out like a starfish. And I realized what I had been miss- missing out on. Like not only could I fully stretch out, but I could go into like my normal, most comfortable sleeping position, which is actually like a weird combination of sort of sleeping on my left side, but also on my belly with my left arm under my head, my right arm (laughs) sort of bent at a right angle, fist tucked, you know, firmly under chin and right leg knee up just, you know, at a 90 degree angle. I mean, that's the most comfortable position. And I, and there I was in the middle of the bed and also kind of diagonal. And it felt good. I no longer had to worry about how loud I snore or fighting for blankets, you know, or moving around too much, you know. I could flop around like a fish out of water with no one there to give me like an elbow to the ribs or yell at me. It was great. It was amazing. That night, I actually slept all the way through to the alarm, which is like the first time in weeks. And I woke up and I felt great. I felt rested. I felt refreshed. I felt ready to take on the day. I felt so good, in fact, that I made a note in my moments of the day calendar. And then later on, I was thinking about that again, like, why have I done, was I doing this? Why was I staying on one side of the bed? And also, what other things have I not been doing? You know, things that I did for so many years as a couple that I got so used to doing that now that I'm single, I don't have to do anymore, you know? I mean, there's obvious things, right? Like eating cold leftovers for dinner directly out of the container while standing over the sink or being able to control the TV remote and radio station in the car. Oh. Those two things are amazing. But what about the less obvious things? So yesterday, I took a road trip. Now, I don't mind driving. In fact, I prefer it over other modes of transportation. If driving, you know, if I need to go somewhere and driving is an option, I will always choose driving. But I especially love taking a day trip. And this is something I've done 
almost since I learned how to drive. Um, I would just get in the car, you know, whether it was my (laughs) big old tank or dad's car, and I would just drive. No particular destination. It has always helped to kind of clear my head, you know. It also, you know, because you have to focus on driving, it provides a distraction when I have sort of like nagging thoughts, you know, when I'm obsessing about something I can't control. And when I broke up with my ex, uh, 2019, God, what has happened to time? I can't, (laughs) I I have no delineation anymore. Like all the years just sort of meld together. It's all, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID whatever. I think it was 2019. And I broke up with my ex. As I told you, um, there was a period uh, when the relationship had ended, but our lease hadn't. So rather than like sit in the bedroom all day on a Saturday, like just trying to avoid him, I would take day trips. And I got to see like a lot of cute little towns around here and some beautiful parks and some amazing beaches. And I might not have seen these otherwise. Yeah, these places, they were definitely nice. And I I had fun visiting them. I got some great pictures. But it was the ride that I loved the most. And so the other day, I was thinking about it. And I was like, man, I haven't taken a road trip in a while. I haven't taken a day trip. It was long overdue. So yesterday, I was like, okay, today's the day. It's going to be a nice day. I, you know, I packed up a couple bottles of water, took a few snacks, and I hit the road. And I just drove for like five hours. No particular destination in mind. I took the back road so I could like take in the scenery and, you know, I could, you know, kind of drive at a, a slower pace. And I ended up going all the way up to St. Mary's, Georgia, which is just a tiny little town. It's cute, but there's nothing really of note there. And then I just kind of turned around and I drove all the way back down through Jacksonville and I went all the way down to St. Augustine. And you guys know I love St. Augustine. And I kind of accidentally, accidentally stumbled across a discount bookstore. I know, I know, guys, I know. I can't help it, okay? I, I may have a problem. I did go in I did not leave empty-handed, but are books ever a waste? I mean, really, I don't think so. Books and shoes and purses, (laughs) never a waste. Anyway, it was a beautiful day here. It was a little bit chilly. It was like low 60s, but it was bright, clear, sunny skies. So the windows were down and the music was up. What was I listening to? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I actually have started uh, letting Amazon pick my music. Whoever has Amazon music, you already know this. Uh, But Amazon will create playlists based on uh, other music that you've added or music that you've liked. And it plays that, but then it also plays like similar artists. So it's kind of like suggesting music. So it's kind of a little bit of a mix of everything because... Guys, if you saw my playlist on Amazon, it would be hard to believe that it was all the same person who listens to all this music because it 
really is a mix of everything. It is, oh gosh, it's, you know, 1950s country all the way to like Broadway. <laughs> I, I mean, and everything in between. So, you know, basically like, seems to be like the common denominator for all the songs that I love are just songs that I can belt out at the top of my lungs. And I do. In the car and in the shower is my time to shine when it comes to music. Oh, and <laughs> I'm also a car dancer. And I don't even care. I don't care that I'm not in my invisible car. I, if a song comes on and I got to move, I got to move. So if you are ever lucky enough to be in the car ahead of me, check out your rear view for the show going on behind you because it's something to see. So these day trips with no destination and me singing and dancing in the car, they're never something I could have done as part of a couple, at least not with the men I was with. They were either too impatient or they didn't share my taste in music or worse, they wouldn't sing with me. You know, like definitely my ex-boyfriend, he would not have just gotten in the car with like a no destination drive. You know, that was not his thing. Another thing I can do while single that I couldn't or didn't do while I was in a relationship is focus on me and my needs. You guys know, I mean, I have been talking to you about this. This is going to be a common theme, I believe, this year. Um, in fact, I think even sister number three and I were talking about this. It felt like 2020 because we kind of were, you know, forced into a standstill. We got time to focus on what we wanted to do, right? We got to sort of pare down wants versus need, you know, loves versus likes. I, you know, I, I feel like I'm sort of losing my train of thought here, but stay with me. I'll, I'll wrap it back around. So if 2020 was the year to formulate ideas, 2021 is the year of action, right? Slowly, slowly we're emerging like a butterfly out of our cocoon. And now we get to kind of put all of those thoughts into action. And that's, this is what it feels like for me this year. You know, like, okay, I got it. I had a lot of time to focus last year, a lot of time to sort of, you know, ruminate, maybe feel a little sorry for myself, whatever. This is the year, though, all that ends. Now's the time to, to, to actually make changes. So I was, the other night, I was looking through my Instagram. I was trying to find an old meme that I wanted to send to a friend because she would think it was funny. And I just kind of got sidetracked and I was, you know, like uh, looking through not only things that I've posted, but also, you know, things that I had saved. And I started to notice a trend of posts of things that I had like saved in uh, 2019 and 2020. And they were all kind of focused on putting yourself first, you know, and learning to be in a relationship with yourself. So this theme was resonating with me like long before I knew how to put it into action. So 
Things like putting myself first and, you know, being selfish with my time and enjoying my independence, it all were focusing on how to be a better person so that when I'm ready to enter into another relationship, I'll be better equipped to deal with all the stuff that comes with it, right? So kind of making a better version of me, someone I actually like, someone I enjoy spending time with, when I bring this version of myself into whatever comes next as far as relationships, I won't feel the need to cling to that relationship, you know, just because being in it is better than being alone. No, I already know being alone is okay. I like being alone. I like myself. I don't need to be in this relationship. I choose to be in this relationship. And for me, that's going to be a first. So, of course, because every time I, I latch onto an idea, I have to research it on Google. I found an article that was published in uh, September 2018 issue of Time magazine. And it was a study that was published that basically showed that being single boosts your self-confidence. And when I first read this, I was like, really? I mean, how? <laughs> right? I mean... I don't know, when I first got single, when I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, you know, a year and a half ago, I wasn't feeling all that self-confident, quite the opposite, actually. But according to the doctor who performed the study, because we tend to rely on our partners for more than what we need, when we're alone, we have no choice but to rely on our own thoughts, our own actions, and that is what boosts our self-confidence, right? You start doing it, you realize you can do it, you feel pretty good about it, and you feel pretty good about yourself. And when I read, you know, that when I read it, I knew it was true. You know, it was like, first I read it and I was like, what? And then when I thought about it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I've done some stuff in the last year and a half on my own that I never thought I was going to be able to do. And it did make me feel better. I did feel stronger. I had to become more self-reliant because I didn't have a choice. But the benefit of that is, you know, I felt great about it after. Some of the things almost killed me, but I made it. Like, I'm a badass now. I also, you know, being alone, it means solitude. And solitude usually brings self-reflection. And these are, you know, two things that you may not have time for in a relationship. Over the last year and a half, I've gotten to know myself a lot better, like better than I ever have. I've had the courage, the strength to really look at myself, to really kind of um, focus on the things that I didn't like about me. You know, that was painful, but necessary. And, you know, to, to have the, the time to work on those because I don't have someone else in my life whose needs I have to take care of first. And like I said, this wasn't their fault. This was, that was me. 
I chose to do that. I've learned, you know, what I like, what I don't, what I absolutely will not put up with anymore from anyone. I've learned that I need to speak up for myself when there is something bothering me while it's happening and not when it becomes, you know, like a much bigger issue, the big monster in the closet that no one wants to confront. I've changed a lot in the last 18 months. You know, I think some of the men in my past may not recognize me, and that's a good thing. They're in the past for a reason. And probably the best thing I've learned about myself while being single, I actually like me. I'm a good person. I'm funny. I'm smart. I'm compassionate. I'm not bad looking. I've got great hair. I love my hair. I'm not saying all this to sound boastful. I'm saying it to remind me not to settle. To not go rushing into a relationship simply because I don't want to be alone. Or worse, because I don't know my worth. I'm a catch. I'm not going to lie. There was definitely an adjustment period from when, you know, when I ended my last relationship to now. I wasn't feeling so confident about myself then. Like, not at all. I was really scared of being alone, especially at my age. Like the thought of being alone forever was terrifying. So I joined the dating apps probably far sooner, far too soon. (laughs) And I leaned heavily on JJ. I didn't know how to be single, but I had to figure it out. Now, when I look back on the last 18 months, I feel like a genuine sense of accomplishment. I'm proud of myself. I'm independent and content. I no longer feel desperate to be in a relationship. Of course, there are things about being in a relationship that I miss. You know, hugs and snugs being the top two. And eventually I will date again. But until then, I'm going to enjoy being alone. I'm going to enjoy watching chick flicks, going on solo day trips, you know, where I provide free entertainment to all the drivers around me, enjoying my one person performance. And at the end of the day, I'm going to lay in the middle of my bed and say to myself, I did this. It's all mine. Then I'm going to stretch out like a starfish and fall into a snore filled slumber. (laughs) all right guys i'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this week's episode thank you so much for coming back for episode 25 don't forget join the facebook group at my so-called midlife podcast follow me on instagram at jennyjoy316 if you like the podcast tell your friends and then tell them to listen that second part is important if you have questions or topic suggestions email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, love you. Bye.